This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Magic have numbers if they go. Bancaro now through the lane. He jams it down. B5 through five Raptors. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. High screen from Franz. Now Kel spins into the lane. Long two. Off the rim. Franz can fly it in. Put back is good. Franz Wagner. It's your night, 22. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. And welcome everyone to Magic Drive Time. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you. The Orlando Magic in action last night. And they take down the Brooklyn Nets. What a beautiful basketball game. 108 to 81. First of all, Jake, did we, did we just need a lapper? Did we just need yes. to have a game that was a laugher finally for this Magic Squad? I've been asking I've been asking Brandon Kravitz and Tyler and Wendell in the pregame show or before we went on the air for about 15 games now for for what? I said, we just make this one not interesting in a good way. And uh yes. and yes, they delivered last night. That was uh that was a lot of fun. But but I will say as a play by play man, you gotta you better be prepped up when when it's a 30 point game with six Hold minutes remaining, right? I'm, I'm yes. sitting there getting, okay, ooh, Trenton Watford. Okay, I kind of like his yeah. game a little bit. Yeah, so that was that was fun, I think, and, and certainly necessary. Well, and Keon Johnson, who you were told was going to be in the G League and not available last night, right? And all of a sudden, he pops, you know, pops into the basketball game. So, <laughs> But they've got, listen, they've got some talent. Jalen Wilson, that kid can shoot coming off the bench, but uh, they, they just didn't have it last night. That, that's not the Brooklyn Nets team that the Magic are used to seeing. Uh, here the last couple of years, and certainly this year. I mean, they've gotten at least 120 in each of the first two meetings, and they were both 20-point routes. This has been the team that the Magic has has not been able to solve whatsoever, the, the Brooklyn Nets, until last night. So 108-81 to 81 is the final, leading the way for Orlando. Franz Wagner with 21 points. Again, you didn't have Paolo Bancaro, but he's one of just five Magic players in double figures. Mo Wagner, I mean, the brothers Wagner combined for 37 points. Uh, Mo with 16 off the bench. He averaged 14 and a half in two games against uh, the Brooklyn Nets this year. And you're also, you also get 12 points from Markel Fultz, who I thought did some good things last night. And Cole Anthony, and for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you, you, as you mentioned, Trenton Watford gets you 17, one of his best games as a pro. But I think the telling tale was four points for Mikel Bridges. Ooh, four points. He averaged 31 and a half a game against the Orlando Magic. You held him to four points. You held Brooklyn to 40% shooting. They made nine threes. It's the fewest points they've scored in the game all year, 81. And it's the fewest points that the Orlando Magic have allowed in a game all year, 81. You had to go back to opening night against Houston Rockets when they allowed 86. That was a previous season low. So I, I think if you're going to start anywhere, yes, it was a nice offensive night. You shot 53% from the floor. Uh, you moved the basketball well. You nine of 25 from threes. But your defense last night was suffocating. And we had Caleb Houston on the broadcast. And he said the mission going into this one for Coach Mosley was to make life miserable for Mikel Bridges. I would say mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. I mean, whether it was Franz Wagner, who I think the fact that without Paulo Bancaro, you knew the ball was going to be in Franz's hands. Yes. And it was. And they still had absolutely zero answers for him. And then on the other side, you trust him to take the first crack at Mikel Bridges. Now, a lot of guys got, got looks at him, but... I mean, it was a two-way performance in the first half of that game that it, it, there are few players in the NBA, yes. I think, who yes. are capable right. of picking up a guy like Bridges who's so, you know, he moves without the basketball so well, they're running him off a million screens. Um, and Franz just made his life miserable on him, but so did anybody else who picked him up. They're sending doubles at him. I don't know if Kevin Alley, that felt like a developmental game. Like, they didn't force the ball out of Franz's hands. Didn't even feel like they forced us 
to shoot a ton. Like we were just getting whatever we wanted to defensively. Maybe Brooklyn's already packing it in, but um, the ball movement has been really good. Sometimes it shows up in the assist number, sometimes it doesn't. But you can tell without Paulo in there, um, you know, the the mantra offensively is just keep snapping that thing around in the half court, passing up good looks for better ones. And then when in doubt, Franz is just going to do his thing where he boogies his way into the lane and uh, right. and, and and puts it up with his left hand falling away. Um, but defensively, they absolutely had zero answers for us. Um, and at the other end, I don't know. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is about the only guy who got going. He always seems to get going against us. Um, but but I it I really take um take comfort in the fact that Brooklyn had gotten us twice. Okay, we owe them something. Mikel Bridges had gotten us twice. Mikel Bridges gotten us a few times. Yes, going back. Yes. Okay, we owe it. This team is taking stuff like that personally. And at the end of February, in the middle of a regular season, for that to matter, Wendell talked about it a shoot around yesterday. For that don't to, you think to matter, Wendell, don't, you think Wendell's, don't you think what Wendell said was pretty pretty profound and, and pretty uh, it's it kind of foreshadowing of their mentality going into that? The, the, we owe what we owe them. We don't like what they did to us. And the, believe me, we went over it this morning. That's all fresh in our mind. Absolutely. I think I think that, you know, and it's, it's the type of thing that I think a lot of guys say, but then when you see the way that they play, right, right. I mean, Wendell had a really rocky offensive shooting half the uh, right before halftime, about a five-minute stretch, the back half of the second quarter. That's the best defense I've seen him play in weeks. I mean, he Good was point. absolutely busting his butt on that end of the floor. So uh, you could tell that they were locked in last night. They always seem to have a little spark when they come off a road trip and play that first game back home in front of our crowd. It's kind of a weird sort of quiet crowd last night. There were plenty of people in the building, but it wasn't the most exciting game. I don't think it was a weird game. It was just yeah. weird. There was no rhythm to it. You're, you're getting a challenge with two minutes left in the game. Down oh, the my goodness. Don't even get me started on that. That was, un- that was unforgivable. I took that opportunity to read every team that Kevin Alley played for <laughs> over the course of his... I swear to you. I swear to you. I said, hey, yeah, hey you guys want to hear all the teams Kevin Alley played for? Oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I laid into you probably can't that. get through that in two it took a while. It, t- it took a while, especially when you consider the Connecticut pride of the Continental Basketball Association. Uh, but it was uh, that was no. But you're right. It was a strange game. It, it felt like look, Brooklyn was on second night of a back to back. I get it. They got a big win in Memphis uh, against Memphis the night before, but um, they didn't have much juice. And uh, and and credit credit the Magic for pounding them for for not you know playing that's their the food. Thing. They they absolutely steamrolled the team that didn't show up ready to play, and that's what good teams do. Well, it's a team that quit, I think, a few weeks ago. I think that's ultimately what yes. led to Jock Bond's firing, right? I don't know how fair that is, but that, that that's a team that has completely, completely let go of the rope, right? And, and, they, and they, they lost the first two games under the new head coach. Normally, you get a little sign of life. You're coming out of the All-Star break. You're recharged, re-energized. You came out. You laid two complete eggs for your new head coach and Kevin Ollie, uh, which wasn't a great sign. And then you go win in Memphis, and, and I think the thinking is, okay, have they turned it around? Is this who they are now? Or was Memphis that bad? Uh, that anybody was going to roll over them that night, and it turns out to be the latter. Now they were tired; they got in at three a.m. And I think, I think how they played last night is kind of a little bit how Orlando looked in Atlanta. Right? You just couldn't get your legs under you; just were kind of flat. So, I think the next game for Brooklyn will truly tell if they if they're all, if they're all in on the rest of this season or not, uh, because they're still within striking distance. They're only they're only four games back now. They were three going into last night. Uh, of that 10th spot here in the Eastern Conference. But if you're talking standings in the East, Jake, I think we've been doing it every day. And I promised myself the last 12 years, if we're ever in a playoff race, uh, we're going to talk about it each and every day. And that's where we are. 
you got help last night, finally. The Boston Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers. The Pelicans uh, go to New York and absolutely wax the Knicks. That was a tough back-to-back to that. Should have been two straight losses for New York. Miami just, I've given up hope that that, my, that Miami's going to be catchable. I, what Eric Spolstra has done with that team, regardless of who he has on the roster, you go win a back-to-back in Sacramento and Portland, are you kidding yep. me? Without Jimmy Butler and all the pieces they have, so they win again last night. They're absolutely rolling, and you're still only half a game behind them. Uh, but right now, there are, you're, if you look at that, there are two games that separate four through eight in the East. The Magic are currently seventh. They're a half a game behind Philadelphia. Think about that. Half a game behind Philadelphia and Miami. They could get their half a game out of fifth. And they're two games behind the Knicks. The Knicks have lost seven of ten. Philadelphia has lost seven of ten. We know there's injury concerns with both of those teams. We'll see Philadelphia um, at the end of the season. We'll see the Knicks, what, next week um, once more. And we've played them well no matter what. I get a feeling that what Cleveland did last night, we got to talk about that might jumpstart the rest of their season or at least get them back on the right track when we'll over the over the Mavericks. Um, and, yeah, you know, here's what I love, Dante. I fell asleep last night with my phone propped up on my nightstand in NBA League Pass, Miami and Portland uh, um, um, airing, and it was still a basketball game, and I woke up at about 3 in the morning and I checked, and I said I knew Miami was going to win. That's incredible. So and now you get the Pelicans, you know, starting here in about an hour and a half. You get the Pelicans at Indiana. Now it's a tough back to back for New Orleans. They just won in New York last night. But if you can get some help, we got some help from our friends north of the border in Toronto the other night. They beat the Pacers when the Pacers were on a back to back. Now you get some help. I mean, so there you go. I mean, if they drop a half a game back, well, then you move up out of the play in uh, potentially here. Yeah, I, Miami is they're they're doing Miami stuff. I've I've kind of let that one go, but just about everybody else, I think, is is, is kind of ripe for the taking right now. So uh, focus on what we're doing. We've talked a lot about the schedule. We've got a lot of winnable games. We we got it. We got to knock these next two out. As far as I'm concerned, I mean these. You know, it's it's hard to say. You got to go three and zero on this homestand, but you got Brooklyn, and they're the team that's had your number. Utah has 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 turned their season around. I mean, that's a 500 team, not necessarily one that's you know kind of floating around it's a good basketball team certainly a winnable game we've already gotten them once um and then Detroit coming in this weekend off of a couple of days rest I want three and oh I'm I'm greedy I want three I'm with you. No, this stand, is the time and I think we got the first leg out of the way and uh tomorrow will be a big game well you worked through the most difficult stretch of the season you had all the injuries you 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 worked so hard to not dig a hole despite all of that, that it, it, to set yourself up for this, yes. right? With 23 games left, to put yourself in position to have the most winnable schedule down the stretch, and now you got to take advantage of it. And you had the absolute perfect mindset last night. That was a workmanlike approach, and it needs to be the exact same approach tomorrow night against Utah because it's easy to look at them. I, they did have a stretch where they turned their season around, and they were close to 500, but they've now lost 9 of 12. I mean, they've fallen on really hard times, uh, the Utah Jazz, but they're still top 10 scoring team in the NBA, so you're going to have your hands cut. You're going to have your you're going to have your work cut out for you uh, against Utah coming into your building, but it's in your building. And then again, you don't want to look too far ahead, but you know, then you got the Pistons again here on Sunday, which surprised me, Jake. The, the Magic have not swept the Pistons since 1999. Think about that. Now, there's been some really good Pistons teams, including that championship team in the early 2000s, but not in about so you, 15 years. It's but, been it's been lean <laughs> times for over a decade. In uh, they have certainly. They have been sweepable in the last decade. Let's say that there have been opportunities, and the Magic have not done it. Uh, so that you have it up, but it's very hard to sweep a team. That's why it hasn't happened in 15 years, right? Uh, so it's or 25 years, I should say. 
Um, so you, you hopefully you can take advantage of that on Sunday. But either way, a good win for the Magic last night against the Brooklyn Nets. They win, so you win too. Get 50% off your regular menu price all day today at papajohns.com and use that promo code MAGICWIN. The Magic do win, and we'll be back with more Magic Drive Time after this. From the Bay Area to the city beautiful, the Golden State Warriors are making the cross-country trip to face off your Orlando Magic on Wednesday, March 27th. Be at Kia Center for this big game and catch all the action live as Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, and the Magic go up against Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and the rest of the Warriors during their only visit to Orlando this season. Don't miss out. Get your tickets today at OrlandoMagic.com and be ready to cheer on your Orlando Magic. How do you measure the human spirit? In points? Distance. Maybe decibels. Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Advent Health, official champion of the human spirit. No matter where you are for tip-off, you're going to see a lot of this play. The game is on. Just outstanding. Good for three. Stream the magic all season long on the Belly Sports app. Oh, my goodness. Be here for the excitement. Off the charts. The thrills. Slams it in. The rivalries. Put that on your highlight reel, young fellow. young fellow. Be here for the moments that shape our season. Stream the magic all season long on the Belly Sports app. Now listen up. In business, to have a winning streak, you need a dependable partner by your side. A lasting relationship where business needs meet personal solutions and expectations are always exceeded. When it comes to agility and performance, City National Bank, the official bank of the Orlando Magic, has the playbook to help you take your best shot. Visit citynational.com for more information. City National Bank is member FDIC. Great dishes begin with top-quality ingredients. Goya offers a wide variety of products from rice, beans, masarepa, and seasonings to olives and olive oil, even low-sodium and organic items, to stock your pantry with a solid lineup of go-to ingredients. With Goya on your team, your signature dishes are always a slam dunk. For inspiration and recipes, visit Goya.com. And remember, if it's Goya, it has to be good. Goya is a proud partner of the Orlando Magic. The ruggedly capable all-wheel drive Kia Telluride X-Pro is truly at the top of its game. It kind of reminds us of legendary four-time NBA champ Draymond Green. Hold on, what? Powerful performance in tough conditions. <laughs> yep, that's Dre. Totally dominates the lane. Money Green coming through. Intuitive, intelligent. IQ on a trillion. Bold and rugged. Oh, yeah, bold and rugged. That part. And has a combined 24.6 inches of dual panoramic displays and third row seating. A panel what? <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't put it past them. The Kia Telluride X-Pro. Telluride X-Pro. I like that. Here's to legends in the making. Kia is the official automotive partner of the NBA and WNBA. Kia. Movement that inspires. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver errors and our driving conditions. Always drive safely and obey all traffic laws. 
It's more fun to see the Orlando Magic hit the court live. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered with a wide selection of seats available for every game at a variety of prices. As the official marketplace of the Orlando Magic and the NBA, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Whether you're making plans in advance or heading to the game last minute, with their virtual view from seat feature, you'll get a preview of your section to make sure you have the best view to catch more of those dimes and dunks. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Orlando Magic. This is Wendell Carter Jr. of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Magic Drive Time with Dante and Jay, only on 96.9 The Game. And we're back in the Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli here, Jake Chapman as well. The Magic beating the Brooklyn Nets last night by a score of 108-81. to Am I wrong about this, Jake? Was it not originally 108-82? Did yes. Brooklyn lose a... So did they did they lose the game by 20-plus and then lose an additional point somehow? Yeah, exactly. Like, and, <laughs> and that happened at one point, too, uh, to a Lonnie Walker 3 that they took off the board, right? Because it, yes, they really- reviewed it. So, I mean, Brooklyn was losing points even when they were on the <laughs> on the court even if Not a great night. Not a great night. <laughs> so they must have gone back and realized they either gave someone a 3 instead of a 2, or I mean, they took a point away. Uh, so anyway, 108 to 81 is the final of the Magical led by Franz Wagner with 21. As we take a look at our, uh, for this, uh, Magic team, if we take a look at our call of the game brought to you by Glip from Ring Central. Rethink the way you work with secure meetings and messaging on any device with Glip by Ring Central. Visit Glip.com to learn more. Jake, you are now 20 and 7 when Gary Harris makes a three. 20 and 7. You are now 22, I'm sorry, 23 and 13 when he's available. When he's just on the floor, right? I I I don't, I don't say that uh, to to knock it. I just say he means that much that even when he's just out there, he doesn't even have to score. Just when he's available, uh, it means so much to this team for his floor spacing and things like that. So now you start thinking about these final twenty three games. He you know he started nine games. Um, he's averaging ten points a game as a starter, as opposed to six points a game as a reserve. He's shooting fifteen percentage points better from three as a starter, as opposed to coming off the bench. Last night was start number nine. And listen, this is no knock on anybody, but I'm wondering if you're moving forward because of the value he brings, if you're having a guy like Paolo and Franz out there on the floor, do, do, is, 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 this, is this what we're going to see? Is Gary Harris now you're starting to, is what I'm getting at. That's the question I have for you, Jake Jam. Yeah, and I think off the top of my head, I think they're 7-2 and two in the nine games that he started. Correct. Exactly Pretty right. small sample size, but... Um, you know, we've talked all season about how, because we know, we see the difference. His spacing, just having a guy who you trust, and he didn't shoot the ball well for the first, what, three months of the season. No, he did not. Fr- from the perimeter, that water we knew was going to find its level. The guy was your best three-point shooter last year, uh, better than 40%. Um, So we knew that wasn't going to, and I think that had to do with consistency, just getting into a rhythm, staying on the floor, yeah. his injury oh. issues. And, and we do it at this point of the season. He needs a day off. I'm okay with it. I, we need him for the yeah. for the home stretch, and we need him for potentially the postseason. Because you're right, you trust what he can do defensively. Um, I, I I think when he's locked in, it, it it just elevates this team, which is already great defensively. But it's just one more guy that you know can fight through screens, knows where they're coming from, has the know how uh, to attack an opposing offense, and then and then with the spacing, it's just a huge difference. And I think we you know. We don't have a traditional point guard, and and Jalen has turned into a poor spacer, and he kind of profiles similar right now to what we asked from Gary. 
And so if you can trust your two guards, whether they're shooting guards, point guards, or whatever in the starting lineup, to defend at the point of attack on one end and to space right. the floor for your scoring forwards at the other end, that's what the, the identity of this team is going to be. So um, a healthy Gary Harris makes everything a lot easier on your primary scorers. And then on the other end, now you're not asking Jalen to do everything, right? You know, if, if you need to take a few possessions off uh, yes. uh, of, uh, of Bridges or Trey Young or whoever it is you're chasing around all night, then um, there you go. You get another guy you can fight over screens and that you trust in those instances. So um, we just don't have a ton of veterans. We don't have a ton of floor spacers and we don't have a ton of on-ball defenders. And he does all three of those things. He does all three of those, but I think it's the floor spacing. And now, you know, the playmaking you can, you can add in there in, as well at times, but just that floor spacing. And you're right, the defensive presence as well. But that spacing that he provides, I think, is so valuable for for guys like Franz and for Paolo. Now, the problem, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm being honest, and we all know this, he has not been available. He has not been available for, the, you know, for a majority of the time since he came here, right? And that's unfortunate. So you don't, you look at it and say, okay, it's great. He makes such a difference when he's there. Uh, but he's one of about four guys that, that just you don't know if you're going to have them for the final 23 games, right? And I think another one of those guys is is Markel, who seems like Jake. He, he you know, he seems like he's back and he's fine and he and he's playing well. And and again, you're probably going to manage those minutes as you go down the stretch. And if you're saying you're going to start Gary Harris, that's the guy that's out. That's the guy that would be coming off the bench. And I think he I think he would accept that. And I think he can handle that. Uh, and and maybe that's kind of a way to manage those minutes, and, and where you're not asking too much of them, and you're not taxing them, and you're you're able to keep him available because it doesn't matter who starts the basketball game. If Markella hasn't rolling, and he had stretches last night where he was pretty damn good, if he hasn't rolling, he'll finish the game. Like Coach Moose is going to go with whoever's got it going to close out a basketball game, but maybe that keeps him fresh here of these final twenty three as well. And I think that's a good point. I like the idea of Markel with Cole next to him in the backcourt. I think you have, you know, you, you've got two completely different sort of player profiles as far as that second unit goes. Ball runs through Joe Ingles a lot when 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 Mo's on the floor, and you've got that bench bunch out there. But Markel, I think, could fit. Markel's the type of player he can fit in with anybody because he moves well without the basketball, um, and and he's smart enough that I think uh, you know offensively he's going to be able to facilitate whoever it is that you're focusing on. Um, but but the idea of having him next to Cole Anthony as far as the second unit goes is not a bad idea at all. And as we know, like these things aren't steadfast. Um, right, or, right. You know, Monty Williams isn't coaching our team, so it's not <laughs> it's not an all bench lineup night, <laughs> night in and night out. Um, you're gonna mix it up no matter what. And and that's what we love about Coach Mosley is he's got a great feel for the game and whoever's uh, whoever's got it going is gonna finish. But having having a healthy Markel for more reasons than just what you see on the floor is gonna be really key coming down the stretch here. I think this team feels a lot better when Markel is out there playing well sure because does. he's so beloved in that locker room and he's and he's been through so much. So um, if you have to limit it, you know, if, if starting uh, versus coming off the bench is a way to, to monitor those minutes and keep an eye on it a little bit more, then I think everybody would be on board with that. Yeah, I think so. And, and listen, if, if all of a sudden we're fine and we've ramped up and we've got our conditioning up and there's no minutes restriction and, and it makes sense for him to be the starter, then that's what you'll do. And you'll absolutely go that way and, and go with uh, – with whatever's best for this team, but they have an opportunity now, right? To, you've you've won eight of ten and uh, eight of eleven basketball games, and you have an opportunity to go on a big run here and starts tomorrow with the Utah Jazz. And then, oh by the way, Jake, could we possibly could we possibly get Paolo and Jonathan Isaac back tomorrow? You absolutely steamroll the Brooklyn Nets, and you're going to get Paolo back at some point. Hopefully, the illness has run its course, and you'll be able to get him back on Thursday. And then, depending on how you 
you know, how you feel if you're Jonathan Isaac, you know, you, you're probably still a little rattled from that fall that you had in Atlanta. And I don't blame him for that. Uh, but if structurally everything's sound, and if you can continue to improve that strain, you're going to get in back sooner rather than later as well. And, you know, who knows what this looks like when you have those two guys healthy uh, and ready to go. But Caleb did a nice job last night. Now you turn your attention to the Utah Jazz, who come into the building here tomorrow, and then we'll have that game for you at 630 right here on Valley Sports Florida. This is fun, Jake, when you're compa- – how did we do this show for 12 years uh, when you're nowhere near playoff contentious? That was very, that was very difficult, very difficult. These, these shows write themselves when you're playing like they are right now. Well, the, you know, it, it was such a fun weekend, and I had a bunch of our coworkers, and God bless them, told me, you know, they enjoyed the call on Saturday night and 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 loved yes, yes. the Apollo game winner yesterday. And I told everybody the exact same thing. Those are the easy ones. They're making it easy on us yes, right now. Right. And you and I, I think, you, you more so than me, we, we deserve this, man. <laughs> We've been through a lot of lean times. And so just to have some fun. Absolutely. That's a better way to put it. That's and thank you. Thank you for correcting me. It's been it's been a long time since we've had something to really get on board with. And uh, and this team is really fun right now. The building is very fun. The broadcasts are very fun. Yes, but you're right. A year or two ago, I think we were talking about um, Tim Frazier and, and uh, <laughs> Chase and Randall. And Don yeah. Yep. And uh, and so, yes, it, it's, it's fun to be talking about a playoff chase uh, heading into March. Yes, it certainly is. And that video you're talking about, you got to go to Orlando Magic Audio Network on Twitter, or you could see, uh, what is it, at Jake Chapman underscore OM. Uh, is that what it is? So you could. No one is going to. At Jake Chapman OM. At Jake Chapman OM. And you can see the, you can see the video of Jake Chapman getting excited, uh, from 7,200 miles away on that game <laughs> winner against, against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Magic tomorrow against the Utah Jazz at 630. And we'll see you for Magic Drive Time tomorrow at 6. Have a good night.